for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. In preparing for today's uh, devotional with the psalm today, um, I was kind of reminded I had to look this up um, of an, a very old song, a spiritual song uh, from, you know, I don't know exactly how many hundreds or years, but in the early days of America uh, when they had a lot of slaves uh, from Africa. And, you know, this is a topic um, that I know is very sensitive right now especially, you know, with the last month, uh, with everything that uh, has been going on and is still going on in America. And it's, you know, deep and long history of discrimination uh, and slavery. And, you know, I, as a Korean Australian, uh, we have our own issues in Australia. But at the same time, it's not something that I know a lot about uh, or, you know, have any experience, obviously. Uh, but I was reminded of this song and it's really powerful. And it speaks as a powerful testimony of not just the resilience, but the faith um, of uh, the African slaves and now African-American uh, community at, in general as well. And it's an old song that says, um, down by the riverside. You may have kind of heard it, but it says, um, gonna lay down my sleepy head down by the riverside. Gonna lay down my burden down by the riverside. And the chorus, I ain't gonna study war no more. Study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Study war as in the fighting and the struggles. Now, it's amazing how gentle and meek the heart of this song is in the face of the worst possible treatment of humans you know, that you can think of. And I think this is kind of, they knew this psalm, you know, the psalm that we're going to be talking about today and read, and better yet, they lived out this psalm. So let's read the psalm together and then we'll continue. Psalm chapter 137, verses 1 through 9. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried, tear it down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Yesterday, as we meditated through Psalm 136, we were reminded to look uh, to our past and remember the greatness and the love of God and to recognize that. Uh, and from there, give Him thanks and praise Him. 
Today's passage is similar in a sense, yet very different. Uh, similar that it models us looking back uh, in, in our life and past experiences that speak to our present and also our future. But uh, the difference is, you know, huge, actually. Uh, there is a deep sadness in the reflection on the past and the present, uh, while something that's kind of akin to glee, glee at the prospect of future vengeance that we see, you know, later. And we'll talk more about that towards the end of the psalm. Now, to give some context, uh, the psalm, today's psalm, is most likely written after uh, the exile and the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And that's why we read of people sitting by the rivers of Babylon and weeping as they remember Zion, uh, verses 1 to 4, the beginning. And then the next, uh, verses 5 to 6, they are back in the ruins of Jerusalem, vowing to remember its former glory uh, before its destruction. And then the final, verses 7 to 9, call calling on God for justice, to remember what was done to them and to do justice. Now, on the surface, um, especially towards the end, it seems a little bloodthirsty and very vengeful. Uh, but Psalm 137 um, has more uh, similarity with the previous two uplifting psalms uh, than you may realize. Now, to be sure, Psalm 137 expresses the somber, painful aspects of life. But this psalm completes the picture of life in combination with Psalm 135 and 36. And I was reminded of Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14, that says, Enjoy prosperity while you can, and when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. Now, by the way, I remember this first because uh, it was one of the living life passages from, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Uh, and so you see the benefit of living life and daily devotional. Um, but anyway, as we look back in life, we realize that there are so many things to recognize God for and to give Him thanks. But there is also so much pain to acknowledge. And so if we were to just have Psalm 136, some people might be very upset. You know, people who have experienced hardship and pain in their lives. Right? But Psalm 137 it completes the picture. We have to remember that for the Israelites in the Old Testament, it was all about the land. Right? I've kind of talked about that, how my professor um, kept saying that, all about the land. Their relationship and intimacy with God is tied to their well-being in the land. And so their longing for Zion and its former glory is basically them longing after the restoration and their relationship with God, good relationship with God. Now, verses 8 to 9 can seem very problematic. Um, let me read them. Uh, verse 8, uh, daughter of Zion, doomed to destruction, happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Now, last month, I had some very difficult and graphic um, passages to kind of explain through, and I still get another one today. But, you know, uh, passages like this, as we looked at last month in Deuteronomy, um, uses extreme language and imagery as illustrations of seriousness and weight to basically uh, show um, the reality and also the depth of, you know, what is in our heart sometimes. Now, verses 8 to 9 um, of today's psalm um, is like that, but also uh, kind of reminiscent in different ways as well. It's calling out Babylon, 
right? And the psalmist is saying, you know, according to what you have done to us. And then in light of this, verse 9 isn't so much about the psalmist being bloodthirsty and wanting to kill babies. It's highlighting the truth of the kind of ex uh, violence that Israel already also experienced and they've already been through. It's, and it's calling on God for justice, for what they have done to us. Now, the word happy in verse uh, 8 and 9 uh, is found in both the NIV and the NLT of your Living Life book. And it adds to this bloodthirsty image. Uh, but this doesn't give the best picture. The word happy um, seems to, you know, want to be like gleeful in taking revenge, right? But, um, you know, the ESV uses the word blessed. Uh, which I actually think makes it even more confusing. Now, an, a commentator suggested another word that might be better, and the word is content, right? Now, if, and, and it's better for the context of justice being satisfied, you know, for them um, to be content in justice being done, justice being satisfied according uh, on the Babylonians as their just desserts. So in the end, uh, Psalm 137 is about trusting God, trusting God for our past, present, and future, no matter how painful uh, or even disgusting, violent our past was. We, need to, we can trust God and we can relinqu relinquish our need for justice to God as well. So yesterday, we were encouraged to recognize God uh, for His goodness and to give Him thanks. Uh, today, even our painful experiences uh, and some of the violence that we have experienced, we can also trust God. We need to give those painful experiences to Him for Him to work us through. And, you know, I don't have a lot of time. This is something that's huge. Uh, but very quickly, there are five W's for you to give God for some of your painful experiences in your past. The first one is to give God your worries. Second, give God your wounds. Three, give God your wrongs, the wrongs you did and also done to you. Give God your weaknesses. And finally, give God your wishes, those five W's. If we are able to surrender these things to God, God can work in and also through us despite our painful experiences in the past as well. So let's come to Him in desperation and in full honesty as well. Let's come to Him. Let's pray. God, we thank You that um, You are good all the time, O oh Lord. Uh, and even as we look uh, to our past, there are so many things that we can thank You for. There are so many things that, in a common sense, may say uh, we should be resentful for, we can, that we should be bitter about. But God, as we trust You, um, we trust you in all things at all times and through psalms and words like today's, Lord, we are encouraged uh, to see your light, to shine your light upon our painful experiences, upon our dark uh, and experiences of the past and to trust you, O oh God, that they don't define us, even if they did, that you and your light can shine our present and our future. So Lord, we want to give to you our past for you to help us through, to help us uh, be sanctified in you today and into the future as well. So we thank you, Lord, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.